You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about public image limited metal box or second edition on the line i have rob ahoy hoy. ben hello and cow mob war kill hate metal box is the second album by public image limited released by virgin records on the 23rd of november 1979 the producer was public image limited and the uh, genre is post-punk experimental rock dub avant-garde i'm going to read from all music review Andy Kelman. Pill managed to avoid boundaries for the first four years of their existence, and Metalbox is undoubtedly the apex. It's a hallmark of uncompromising, challenging post-punk, hardly sounding like anything of the past, present, or future. Sure, there were touchstones that got their imaginations running, the bizarreness of Captain Beefheart, the open and rhythmic spaces of Can, and the dense pulses of Lee Perry's production fueled their creative fires. But what they achieved with the second rec- record is a completely unique hour of avant-garde noise. Originally packaged in the film canister as a trio of 12-inch records played at 45 RPM, the bass and treble are pegged at 11 throughout, with nary a tingle of mid-range to be found. It's all scrapes and throbs supplanted by John Lydon's caterwauling about such subject as his dying mother, resentment, and murder. Guitarist Kenneth uh, Levine splatters silvery violet percussive shards of metallic scrapes onto the canvas, much like a one-armed Jackson Pollock, Ja Wobble, and Richard Dodansky lay down a molasses-thick rhythmic foundation throughout that's just as funky as cans or sheik's members it's alien dance music metal box might not be recognized as a groundbreaking record with its same reverence as Nevermind the bollocks and you certainly can't trace n- numerous waves numerous waves of bands who wouldn't have existed without the likes of the sex pistols record but like a virus its tones have sent a reverberations throughout a much broader scope of artists and genres. All right. What do we think of public image limited metal box? Great record. It's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. I think it sucks. Oh, I think this I think album that, uh, is terrible. I think that uh, they're a good band and it's a bummer about their singer. And you know what? That's <laughs> All right, well, let's just jump right into that here. Um, yeah. Because I was thinking the same thing, man, like John Lydon at his best is good at delivering. Uh, he, he's a good vocalist. He's a shitty lyricist. And when he's how old is he at this point? Twenty old, twenty two, old enough to know better. He's older old at this point. Okay. He was yeah. an Step older man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
the thing that this band has is the rhythm section and the fucking like guitarist. And you don't get those to a mass market without John Lydon as the, oh, this guy's going to sell some records. And so luckily on this, this album, I thought like he has a number of tracks where he actually delivers a really good vocal like performance. Mm -hmm. Some of them, not so much. Um, Swan Lake, for example, Uh he's doing a great job. Yeah. He's, he's, he's doing, he's doing a great job on the vocals. Uh, I like pop tones. Pop tones, no. You don't like pop tones? Oh, pop tones is dope, dude. Ah, oh, man, I, I, I do not like his poetry. I don't like him reading poetry. I don't like him reading what? poetry over song. How about how about a diss oh track like the suit? I wrote down love the bass and drums again. Not so much the lyrical works of our boy, but I thought he was awesome on careering, and I thought he was fucking awesome on albatross. Oh, like, right, I hated albatross. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's ten, it's ten, it's ten minutes long. And it's the price of fucking entry, and if you can get into that, you're gonna like the rest of the record. That's exactly. I, have, I agree with Rob. Yeah, that's what a lot of people said. Is is that? Oh, this is the ward off the people who aren't ready to listen to this album. I was like, fuck that. If I don't like the album, and I. I my hot take on Albatross is it's not that cool of a groove to begin with, and it goes nowhere from there for ten minutes. Yeah. It doesn't. I, I I am a fella, and Kyle will also like back me on on this. Like we like the an- antagonistic nature of, of 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 noise stuff, like the the way that Devo like was back in like the early seventies. Those fucking live recordings yeah. of them just making noise and pissing off as many people as possible. I find that endearing. And no, I think that the fucking drum and bass groove on Albatross fucking rules. I think Albatross is a great ab- track. No, it gets it, it gets stuck. It 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 is absolutely trance like. No, and well, yeah, but there's much better bands that are playing much cleaner. Much they're they're much better. There's th- this album doesn't project anything unique or interesting. It's a badly played dub album. They basically are ripping oh off dub, and it sucks. It it it's it's a kind of a joke. I think this is a joke album. They're just copying off of what these other bands like joy division i get it they're a little unique for their time but it, but they don't know what they want to accomplish and i don't think that the bassist and and drummer are together all the time i mean they they just literally aren't you can read it from even listening to it uh reading it in in uh, the commentary that they they said you know they say that they just made stuff up on on the spot it doesn't it just doesn't strike me i just don't like uh this this sort of lackadaisical stuff that sounds like they took some drugs and they're jamming in a studio which is what it sounds like to me uh i said birch and kyle as bass players do you think that jaw wobble is deserving of of all the post-punk accolades bestowed upon him no i don't I think he's I fine. Do. I think, I think he's, he's fine. As a non-bass player, as a person that actually just bought a bass last week. Uh, nice. I, <laughs> I think he's fine. I think he's better than Sid Vicious. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. But I don't, I, I don't see why he's called like, like the pulse of post-punk. Then I, would, I, I would rewind it a little bit and think about what post-punk was for like uh, the kids 
that were hearing this for the first time that would go on and be in, I don't know, bands like the Jesus lizard or whatever. Like this wasn't Get punk rock. rock. This was a brand, this is brand new to their ears, to their ears. Uh, thing of new of joy division yeah what about gang of four who has a brilliant uh band i mean a brilliant guitar which is work, a thing that it's brilliant it's a bass. thing that i fucking it, it's a thing i wrote down birch which like is aside from like everything else like you take gang of four and you take this band you have more or less the entirety of like discord's like output yeah. <laughs> like like no joke like this 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 band and this record made a difference for a lot of like really young kids that like like try going yep. from fucking sex pistols to this like as a teen yep. this would have blown my yep. fucking mind i would have been like crazy like oh my god guitars sound like this and like you can play a disco beat and then the bass can do this one thing but it doesn't sound like reggae and it doesn't sound like disco at the same time like I, I agree with you, Birch, like that there's a lot of really like rudimentary, like just kind of fucking up, like see what we can get going and like the studio aspects of this. But I didn't feel that it was nearly as like offensive as their first record. Same. Oh, that's interesting. The um, first one, um, I really phoned it, honestly. This um, one, I didn't get as much of that vibe, mm-hmm. except for, for me on a track like Albatross. This record uh, took me a while because um, we placed it next to these towering double album rock masterpieces. And I feel like it's everything that those records aren't. And it's annoying. And uh, I listened to this record more than any of the other records that we listened to for this batch of re- albums, just because <sighs> it was challenging. Um, I will say that I, I still don't care for the suit. I think that track is trash. It annoyed the shit out of me. Like I yelled at it while it was playing. Um, Albatross, I think is a banger memories banger. Uh, Death disco Swan Lake, a very sad song. Very ironically sad song. You guys know the story behind that track, right? Uh It's about his mom, right? Yeah, Death Disco, uh, his mom was dying of cancer, and she's like, I want you to write me a disco song to play at my funeral. And he, he put that out, which is, if you look at the lyrics, it's actually super heartfelt and sad and soul-shredding. Um, careering, masterpiece, uh, socialist, fun. I thought careering was actually <clears throat> a bit better than... The synth line on that is so... Stuff sinister <laughs> yeah What's love, yeah love careering love careering um um and you i know what I, I wrote next to pop tones here kyle um and i'll i'll give you this if there wasn't a pop tones you wouldn't have the jesus lizard writing pastoral no, because it's, it's right. more or less the same fucking song no rob i love you bro no love you, i buddy. disagree with that <laughs> there's a bunch of other bands that are doing a very similar thing thing of this Susie and the I mean all these post punk bands were doing this stuff yeah maybe his caterwauling you know it's uh, like guitar work man kilter stuff yeah no yeah this is Dwayne Dennison heard this and was like hey there's something here let me be way better than it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. he's way better at it totally yeah. so <laughs> no argument it also is recorded a lot better it, it doesn't sound like a guitar that's in a different room 
doesn't sound like there it's a different band playing. That's another Birch, thing about this Birch, sort we're, of we're never gonna get to the Jesus Lizard. Let's just talk about Dwayne Dennison for as much as we can. this is recorded too it's it doesn't work these songs feel like disparate it feels like the bass and get uh, the the bass and drums are in a different section than the guitar than the vocals they all have different ideas that's why i was that's, saying it, it it's a con- convoluted idea which i it, i will completely acknowledge uh that it has it has something going for it uh, I don't quite know what that is other than being sort of like this post-punk, you know, taking things like Can and and the Captain Beefheart and, you know, those those different things that were brought up. But it doesn't know where it stands and it just falls completely out of, out of, uh, you know, the, the spectrum for me. It's not, it's not stretching far enough for me to be interested and it's not you know rock and roll for me to be interested it has this it's it's sitting in this uh gray space that that it it doesn't doesn't follow with within this this sort of thing that i like it's like captain beefheart was so out there it's just ball like crazy out there which I can I can gravitate even I can gravitate to that more than I can this it almost seems like lazy Captain B fart uh, you know they're just they're, they're taking something dub or something and 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 playing it over and over and, and sort of monotonously uh, creating this music I, I give it sort sort of creativity but it just yeah I didn't find it monotonous. But I I get what you're saying on that end, and this fits in the same spot as the that Chrome like box like Chrome the the band Chrome. Um, it feels similar to me, um, and I don't I haven't listened to the Chrome box since I was 16, so I could be completely off my fucking like nut with that. It challenged me in the same way, I guess. But again, since I haven't listened to chrome since i was 16 i don't know if that's true yeah i just listened to i mean i listened to all these other bands and they just this one is it's like gang of four is like up here i mean oh yeah man so so much higher Susie and the banshee is like joy division like yeah all these this band all these bands are like amazing and this band is like so far below them just a completely like if I saw this band and they were clo- the closers, I would, I don't know. I would just lose my mind. You would have walked. Yeah. I would walk if this band got up there. I'm going to, I'm going to level with you. Um, 
I, I know I brought this up the last time we talked about Public Image Limited. I just had a, a greatest hit CD like 20 years ago. But um, this record took a lot out of me. I mean, especially back to back with mm-hmm. these classic rock albums we've been talking about. I It took, I mean, I, I think I listened to this like five or six times. Uh, the instrumental songs are fantastic. I'm not saying that they're, you know, toe to toe or shoulder to shoulder with like, you know, like the the Berlin recordings of, uh, you know, Eno or, or Bowie or anything. But like, I like this record a lot. The first time I listened to it, I was like, I think I hate this. And it was that goddamn suit song. <laughs> I could not get it. Did you guys get into that song? No. Even I hate it. Of Public Image Limited hate that song. That's good. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Because I I was like kind of into the record and I got to that song and I was like, shut up. Stop. Like I was like yelling at the speaker. I was like, that's plenty. Uh, and that's not even like a, a very long song on the record. Um, but no birds like chant radio Four. I mean, there's great stuff on this record. Mm hmm. Uh, here um, I found the quote, Kyle. Uh, the suit described by Leiden as being about people of low, or- low origins trying to be posh is one of Keith Levine's least favorite tracks. Levine said, "I was never w- it was never one of my favorite pieces because of what it was really about. There's this guy who that was an old maid of John's who lived in this apartment. At some point, John decided that he hated his guts. And he just wrote this really nasty finger-pointing, over-exaggerated, ripping parody of what this guy was, society boy. And uh, yeah, Keith Levine's just not into it. Yeah, I don't blame him. No. It's a turkey. Woof. <laughs> uh, but everything else on here, I think is really good. Uh, the Graveyard, an instrumental, I guess they added vocals in a disco beat. And that uh, turned into a B-side for memories. The al- yeah, they, they re-recorded it with a disco beat and vocals and called it another. And it was a B-side to uh, the first single. Really? Which is actually pretty good. It's like four minutes long. It's fantastic. I got some Berlin era vibes from uh, Radio 4. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, the instrumentals, they're great. Mm -hmm. They might be the best parts of the record. I don't know. There's definitely the least John Lydon on them. That's my favorite part. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So wild that... Yeah, he really brings down the the band. I yeah, think but he he at the same time he elevated them to the status that they could even like be anything like yeah. that. He, he, he is he, definitely doing something. I think that's also why I I uh, find this distasteful is he doesn't quite know what to what to do. He doesn't know whether to sing. Is he you know doing poetry? Is he? Yeah. He doesn't know how to. It's like he can never fit into these songs. It, it, it's interesting because he can do whatever he wants. I mean, this record was three forty-five RPM, twelve-inch records. Like, and you know, um, they picked that out, and they were like, "Well, the idea the record more often is that just like John Lydon being a brat." Yeah, it was designed. Yeah, he's being a brat. You can fit all this material and, on two discs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's wild. Yeah, it's wild that it's three forty-five RPM, twelve-inch records, and he's like, "Well, the idea is you can listen to it in whatever order, but all the goddamn songs are like eight minutes long." <laughs> you know, um, you can call Pink Floyd the Wall indulgent, but some of those tracks are like two minutes long, 
There's <laughs> nothing that's two minutes long on here. Uh, I think Socialist is about two minutes. No, it's like four and a half, bro. No way, Jose. Well, if you wrote it down, it's probably true. Yeah, Birch, I, 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 I came in. I, 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 I came in like pretty like my back was up listening to this, but like I'm on eight or nine listens now. I fucking love it. Like it, it, it struck a chord with me. Like it, one of those things where you have to like, you just have to like nose to the grindstone, like keep playing it, try to figure out what's, what's the point. And I, I got the point eventually. Like I, I, I get it. I'm a true believer now. Uh, and I didn't think I would get to that, get to that. Like with this record, like, I I fucking love basically every song on it. I, I hope I know. Yes, good. <laughs> Birch, no. That will that will mean I've I've lost taste. <laughs> what? How dare you, sir? Yeah. No, this this stuff is just derivative to me. In my I mean, well, in my opinion, Birch, this this is derivative stuff. I like dub too. This is. It's, do you want me to get out the pitchfork review? It's badly paced dub. I'm yeah, I know kidding. a pitchfork, a what, 10? Um, every review I saw, I think that's also a little bit uh, got my hackles up because I, like, every single review was A plus, 10, five stars. It, it no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, d- no, there's no way this, this band is like, this is a, a masterpiece. Yeah, it's inventive, it's innovative, for the time, for the, you know, the idea of it, maybe. Um, but th- revisiting this album, you got to be kidding me. I, I, I seriously, when I listened to the second song, I thought they were kind of making fun of Joy Division. That they were badly, playing badly, jo- you know, Joy Division. And that he was just trying to, you know, sing like Ian Curtis. It's so weird. I just don't get why uh, this is a standout album uh, to a lot of people. And and I do like, yeah, I'm with you, Rom. This, this tickles my ears, man. And I, I can't, uh, I can't deny it's, uh, I, I I definitely, I, I see all of its glaring faults, Birch. I I hope you know that I haven't completely like jumped, jumped ship here, but like, Ah, I fucking it, it it gets my it gets my head bopping, like, and that's a uh, that that that's halfway to like what I need in in a in an album. Rob, what did you think about uh, the instrumental socialist? Loved it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I wrote down lovely synth dance instrumental. Yeah. I love that guitar tone, Birch. Yeah, the guitar tone is so Steve Albini. Come on. But it's I mean, recorded I, poorly. It's I mean, it's sharp, but is it Oh Birch. You know? It, it's just yeah, you bring up work. the Steve Albini angle. I, I remember reading an interview with uh Frank Black of the Pixies saying that when he went in with Steve Albini, one of the things that Albini did was he made them all play with uh metal guitar picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that, that Keith Levine's recording this album on like a loop, all, all like all aluminum guitars. So, yep, there, there's something there. 
Yeah. No, it's shrill. It's shredding. It has that that chaotic guitar, but what's he doing with it? In my opinion, I mean, he is he's projecting this this, but what is it doing for the song? I was it doing for the album. Ford was doing. You really have the fucking Chicago sound, and you have the fucking Discord bands. Like you're you're relating this though. That's I, I think I'm annoyed that you're relating this and being like, well, these Discord bands I like, <laughs> and I like this Chicago sound. So vis-a-vis it translate into liking this band where in the past ah. you've always said oh just because i see you know how these these things were created doesn't mean i need to like the original band and here in lies the rub birch i enjoy what i'm hearing in my cans okay. as opposed to japan where it's just a lesser duran duran that's my point like i'm literally enjoying the, the things that are that? happening what you hear in your can is a lesser Duran Duran. <laughs> Put it on the next album. <laughs> I think I'm on the other side that this this is an innovator, but it is not anywhere near uh, an album that I will go back and listen to and, and find. There's there's a hundred other albums that sound like this that I would much rather listen to, I guess, is, right. is, is how I, per- I view it. Pretend for one second we're back in Bloomington. You're a 22-year-old yep. strapping young lad. Yep. Your hair is a little bit in front of your eyeballs. Is there <laughs> anything on this that you would put onto a mix for a lady trying to impress them? I don't make mixes to impress ladies. <laughs> I don't impress ladies with John Lydon. Oh, no. Wow, you're burnt. <laughs> uh, no, because I'd put on something more. I, I wouldn't waste the tape for a eight to ten minute song of of pill no absolutely really? not i wouldn't Man, put I any of this stuff on a on a mixtape <laughs> fair i would put hello from their first album that song's fine it has more of a reason what about chant i would put on a ah, chant so good i would Next put on a chant. dub song Mob, war, kill, hate. Nah. i'm i'm surprised that you guys are are on the the side of this uh of public image limited because I feel they're a lesser can. They're a lesser, you know, all these other bands. I, I think maybe you guys like dub. Maybe that's it. Maybe I do. I yeah. Don't, I, 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 ah, man. Who, who was that one fellow that we listened to uh, that was super good? That was all like legalize it? Peter, Peter Tosh. Tosh. Yeah. Yeah. He's was he, was he dub? dub? I love uh, that He's shit. reggae, but he does have some dub influence. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll get you into some King Tubby. We'll get you into some dub. All right, cool. Wasn't there wasn't there a dub remix of that uh, Burning Spear <clears throat> album that we did? Like, did, wasn't there like oh, a whole yeah. Dub yeah. version of that album? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I think you liked both those. So yeah, maybe we maybe I'm cracking the code here. All right, I'm gonna get really into weed in my 41st year. <laughs> Proud of you, bro. Yeah, dub, <laughs> thanks, Kyle. Dub's cool. <laughs> 
we'll, se- we'll send you a scientist album and and see what you, what you think about that. It doesn't have John Lydon though. That that's, that, that would be the, preferable. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you threaten me with a good time, Birch. <laughs> I guess you already mentioned the the packaging. Uh, they were very hard to get out of the packaging, uh, out of the the can, the 16 millimeter film canister that was embossed with the band logo. There's three in there, and it like you had to get your fingernails in the side or like a knife, and then mm-hmm. it would damage the records as you were pulling it up. The uh, one of the original ideas discussed was the album being released uh, in sandpaper packaging. That would effectively ruin the sleeve art of any other records shelved next next to it. So this is the this is the album that that concept was created, uh, but that wasn't uh, realized until the Dirty Column on their 1980 Factory Records debut. Man, who, I thought that was a I thought that was a Dottist move, like from way way back in the day, like making is. the uh, yeah yeah. Okay. But yeah, I like I like it, though. I I, I, I like that. Like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck your records like aspect. Like, I, I it think is, that's. Yeah, it's an interesting, super funny uh, kind of art piece. They they said that the the packaging was the same price as a sleeve for doing the can. I thought that was <laughs> that's it, crazy. There's no way hmm. that's uh, true. But fabricated if like they're 16 no, but millimeter they, they're, cans yeah but they're they, that, they're embroidered they're embossed they're stamped yeah there's no way i'm trying to think of where they would be cutting costs like <laughs> well i mean it, it, if it's embossed and it's just that one thing like mm-hmm. making that die is going to be cheaper than printing labels if the cans already exist i guess at this time they were wrapping the they were doing the tip what it's called tip on uh wrapping so it's it's where you print on a sleeve and then someone has to glue it onto the record so if you see no modern records with the exception of very few arc have tip on uh construction because it's so it is kind of intensive you print something you slather it with the glue and then you place it yeah on the on the actual record so yeah i guess that's possible but for such a low volume that they were creating for this uh, i don't know i've seen pictures of people um on a little facebook group called uh like now playing like with the original cans oh, nice. from this and oh, they, they, the patina on them is so nice looking now like the uh the, the way those cans have rusted looks really, really nice. I, I, I saw that with age well. Uh, I, I'm assuming, Rob, I think it was like last week because uh, we were listening to this and I was reading through the comments of it and someone mentioned that somewhere on YouTube there's a video of uh, uh, Public Image Limited drummer Martin Atkins using his metal box as a brownie pan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. If anything, listen to Radio Four. Radio Four. That's a okay. yeah. That, that that's yep. a, a great I mean, instrumental. It, l- listen to the whole thing, but yeah, like if if you can't get past Albatross, you might be just kind of like not digging it. Um, but I mean, if you're asking me what I think about it, I, I go positive on uh, Pills Metal Box. They uh, they hooked me. 
they hooked me. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, you positive as well, Kyle. Yeah, I think that I'm going to land on neutral yep. for Metal Box, which is higher than I uh, initially thought I would. I I didn't like first edition. I don't like John Lydon on recordings in general. Some of the grooves that the band would get into on Metal Box were pretty cool. Like, it definitely has its moments for me. I don't think that John Lydon's delivery very often elevates what the rest of the band is doing. I don't know if he's their meal ticket, if they need his notoriety to be able to get their music in front of people. But I don't know, something about it, it, it just doesn't drive that right with me. And it almost like his lackadaisicalness and his kind of like not really knowing where he fits in in this band for me almost like neutralizes some of the cool stuff that I think the band is doing. And I think that just leaves me right around a neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I have to go negative. I just find this, uh, we're listening to right now, bad baby. Oh my gosh. This is, I wrote not on that one. Yeah. When I say things like use words like derivative, this song just comes to mind. It, it, I think this also takes me back to when you're young and kind of trying to start a band and you're just kind of playing whatever with other people in the band and, you know, the drummer's just playing a a drum beat and the bass player just picks up and does a drum, you know, bass and you it, everything just kind of feels like it, you're trying things out, but it, it it's not. <laughs> Public image limited just happened to be recorded. Yeah. They just but then no birds happens, and this is all right, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just not for me. This isn't this isn't the band for me. There's just so many other uh, uh, bands that I would I would prefer. I get it. Cool. All right, next next time we will be talking about we're already there. Michael Jackson off the wall. Oh my god! Oh my god! Thanks, y'all. All right. on Tuesday, the letter is long, it is your nature, you got a sun tan, football on Sunday, society boy on social security, it is your nature.